Welcome to Courageously Casey. I am your host, Casey Russell, and I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is to share my story for His glory, and my prayer is that God will utilize me to speak to your heart and mind so that you too are able to confidently and courageously go after your God-sized dreams. Let's get right to it. Hey guys, we're back and you know what? Last week's podcast really struck some um, nerves and some conversations up with a lot of people and you know what? I'm so thankful for that because it means that it's exactly what people needed to hear. It, It resonated with a lot of hearts. I know that some have shared that episode with people that they know that are struggling with mental health. Um, It did get kind of wonky at the end. I don't really know what happened, but nevertheless, I think the message was um, given. And so that's amazing. And I wanted to do today's episode kind of, you know, off of that. Like sometimes it's not easy to share things, right? And sometimes it's kind of scary, (laughs) And so where is God calling you? What is he urging you and stirring up in your heart to share that somebody else is waiting on? You know, I think about all the things that I have been through. And um, like I always say, without a test, there is no testimony or um, without a mess, there isn't a message. And so I think about all the things where God gets the glory through my story, but how many times and how many literally years I kept quiet about so many things. And there's a lot of things that I have yet to share and I'm working on those if I will share those and when I will share those. But for years I was held captive in all these limiting beliefs, things like, why would anybody listen to me? There's so many other people that were more well-equipped. How would I speak without crying or shaking? Now, I will just tell you that sometimes I still speak with shaking arms and, I mean, my legs and my hands. And sometimes I have sweat coming down um, because singing has always been my thing. But speaking was something that God called me to. And I thought, me? Me? No, Lord, not me. I'll sing. I've been singing my whole life. But I don't want to speak. Really, me? Things like, how can I, how can I talk about these things? The people that knew me through these, they're going to shame me. They're going to want to keep me captive. They're not going to want me to get well. They're, they're going to want me to stay in the wilderness. All these things would creep up. Maybe even things like, I haven't arrived yet. Have any of us, really? Or I'm not Christian enough yet, Christian-like, Jesus-like enough yet. Or I don't know the word good enough yet. I can't rattle off scripture on the tip of my tongue. You know, all these things kept me from speaking what God had brought me through. But I want to remind you of some things that hopefully will kind of encourage you to start sharing your story, to start where you're at, to 
use what he's giving you to speak to somebody else because you guys truly, you never know who's waiting to hear from you. Truly, you never know. And the other thing is, um, there may be people that have been put in your life where God has said, Hey, go talk to them or go pray for them or do this act of kindness for them. And you've been disobedient. I know many times I was that person. Many times I would hear people struggling with the thing that I had walked through or was walking through. And I would think, eh, they'll find somebody else to speak to them. Surely somebody that knows them better will talk to them, pray for them, love them like Jesus would. I can't. They won't listen to me. How could anybody ever listen to me about this situation when I'm going through it right now? I don't have any advice that would be helpful. And so what I would do was I would just sit on the sidelines and I would say, yeah, not me. I can't reach out to her. I can't pray for her. I, I There's no way. And so I would not be um, responsive to that call that God would, you know, give me a little nudge in my mind or my heart. So let me ask you this. Are you waiting for someone else to reach out to that person that God's laid on your heart? Are you just saying, meh, somebody else will do it? Someone more equipped, someone with a higher authority. You guys, we have the authority of Jesus. We do, but oftentimes we don't act on our own. We don't act, and it's okay that you're not acting on your own authority. But we have to act under the authority of Him. Okay, and so um, you guys, we have very, very simple guidelines. We have to use what he's given us. And it has to be personal, you know. Um, I've shared this before that you're not going to have the gifts, the talents, the spiritual gifts um, that he's given you, that he's given somebody else. It's going to be personal to you. So I want you to start writing that down. What has God given you? What, what are the things that you do well? What are the things that if you ask anybody, and maybe you should do this practice, ask somebody and say, what are some really um, gifts that you think that I have? When you think of me, what gifts do you think of? Um, when you think of me, what do you think I do well? Maybe it'll be um, something physical like um, cooking, right? You, your, your people in your life may say, wow, you're a really, really great cook, or you're a wonderful host. They may say things like, you're funny. You make people laugh. You have a humorous side about you that's captivating. They may say you're kind in spirit. When I see you, I just see Jesus all of you because you're kind and you're soft um, spoken and you're easy to talk to. Maybe they'll say you're a good listener. Maybe they'll say you're a really good encourager and motivator. I'll tell you that people in my life often say that I'm the kift, uh, kift, swift swift, kick. I just put together swift and kicked. So that was one word. But anyways, they'll say that I'm the swift kick in the butt. And I'm okay with that now, right? Um, and it's in a loving way. I'm an encourager. I don't, I don't, you know, like for people to stay in their pity and wallow in that because I've overcome so many things. And so I believe it's my duty to encourage other people through that. I also know that I have a funny side. I oftentimes will make people laugh and I love to make people laugh. It's really my duty to um, have a life that's full of laughter. In fact, there's that quote that says, all I'm after is a life 
full of laughter. And if you've been in my home, you know that we love to laugh here. It's very important to us. But think about that. What would somebody say that you are um, good at, what your strengths are? That's going to be personal to you. And through that, that can become your mission. You can use those things to spread Jesus. Also, you can think about the things that you've overcome. What have you overcome? Now, this is going to be different for each of you. Maybe you've just overcome moving or marriage or on the contrary, divorce. Maybe you've suffered loss and grief. Maybe you've suffered and overcome great health trials and tribulations. Maybe it's family. Maybe there's some family history that you've overcome, whether it be, you know, adoption, abandonment, um, strained relationships, forgiveness. Maybe it's a hard time in your finances that you've overcome. Maybe you've, maybe you've been through God blessing you with wealth, immense wealth, and you've had to kind of grow through that. I mean, it doesn't have to all be bad things. It can be really good and exciting things that God's used you with and used you through. Think about those. Those are going to be personal to you. What are those things? How can you start speaking about them? We also have to remember that it's our duty to serve because Jesus served, right? In John 13, 12 through 15, it says, And after washing their feet, he put on his robe again and he sat down. And asked, do you understand what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord. And you're right, because that is what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash other people's feet. I have given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. You guys, we are called to serve. And the best way that we can serve is using our personal experiences, our personal gifts, our personal spiritual um, strengths that he's given us. And to start serving through those things, right? The way that you can do this is to stand in the gap. To say, where's a need? Where's a need in my family, in my friends, in my job, in my community? Where is the need? What is not being talked about enough? You know, last week when I did the podcast on mental health and I shared that, you know, for decades, mental health was something people didn't talk about. So what a need was there, and it's still there. It's still there. I think about what if some of those people that were held captive, but they were being delivered by the blood of Jesus through those years, instead of being, you know, just shackled in shame, what if they would have had the strength and they would have said, you know what, God, you've brought me through this. I've been a wife. I've been a mother. I've been a career woman. And I've been going through anxiety and depression and I live in a society that doesn't want to talk about it. But instead of being held captive, I'm going to serve and I'm going to use this personal experience that you've given me and I'm going to turn it into a mission and I'm going to stand in the gap. What if for decades before now, somebody would have done that? Now, I know there were probably people that did that, but they didn't make a loud enough voice. They didn't step out and they didn't make it loud enough. They didn't They didn't pursue it with courage and just, um, they didn't, they didn't stop. And so there wasn't a big enough ripple effect. And so that's why we have literally decades and years and years and years of a people that didn't want to talk about that. 
And so now we have people that are talking about this. We have people that are talking about it in all different ways. Um, but you have to stand in the gap for the things that God's brought you from and brought you through. And for one of those things is mental illness for me. But what is it for you? How can you enrich and also better somebody's life? Where are you in that? Where, what is it for you? How can you start speaking and teaching and loving people and showing them what God's grace has done for you? I want you to really start thinking about that, writing it down, and think about you yourself. Um, you know, there's so many areas that I used to complain about, and I would say, oh, I just didn't have the resources for that. Nobody talked to me from that. I've talked about this when I was, you know, being a single mom and single motherhood and the things that I wish I would have had then I had now. And so that's another area where that's my mission is to serve and talk to single mothers, whether they're about to go through it, going through it on the other side of it, doesn't matter. But that's part of my mission. But for years, I think I would like complain. And I had a friend the other day that said a Christian doesn't complain but they seek solutions. Seek solutions, you guys. What solutions for the problem or the area that you have overcome could you provide to people? What's a solution that you are going to actively start creating? God sends unfinished people to unfinished people with a message of his grace so that he can reclaim every heart for his glory. We're all unfinished people. There's no, okay, I've arrived. We're always being chipped at, right? We're always being refined. Sometimes it's through the fire. Sometimes it's through like an ax hammer. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's all different ways. But we're always unfinished. And so if we sit on the side and we're just this passive type of person where we say, just like I've said, yeah, somebody else can do it because I'm not finished yet. We're going to miss what God's hat, what God has for us. We have to make room for Jesus to use us. We can't say, okay, Lord, whenever I'm good and finished. I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like my, my life would just be a waste. And I would say, look up one day when I'm, you know, 80, 90, 100 years old and go, man, why didn't I use it then? Oh, because I was unfinished. I don't want to be passive, but I want to be a participant, right? I want to be active. I want to be the person that says, okay, I will make room for you. Have y'all heard that song called Make Room? And I will make room for you to do whatever you want to. Ah, if you haven't heard it, look it up because it's one of my favorites. And it, and it talks about, Shake up the ground of all my tradition. Break down the walls of all my religion. Your way is better. Your way is better. And so I think if we focus on the religion and their tradition, that's where we're kind of like, nope, I'm not good enough. I can't do it. But if we make room for his way, because we know it's so much better, then we'll just start walking. We'll just start keep doing that. We'll just start doing the thing that he's called us on. The, per, the personal mission. 
right? We have to be the church. You guys, I don't know if I've talked about this on a podcast, but I know I've shared on it, like on my Instagram, Facebook stories. The church is not a building. The church is the people that the building surrounds, but it doesn't have to be in a building. We are the church, whether it's here on this podcast, whether it's on the internet, whether it's in your home, please start in your home. You guys, if you've never um, read my blog, that's called start in your home, go look it up. It's on caseygrandrussell.com. I've got this whole, whole library full of blogs that I've written over the years in the read section. And some of them, you know, are a little outdated, but I think they're still really, really good. But the one that start in your home, that is part of our church, our children, our marriage. What is the mission that God's got us on right in the four walls of our home? I take that one really personally because I only have so much time with my children. And I think about what they will say of their mother. Did I point them to Christ? Not only with my words, but most importantly, with my actions. Did they see me out in the mission field serving people, using the story that God had given me to point to his glory? Did I share grace? Did I teach them how to share grace through their childhood where they didn't have to wait until they were 20s and 30s, where they could start right now, start being in the mission field, where they could start standing in the gap? Because we know that our children are unfinished people, just like we are. But they're maturing in their faith and they're growing and they're changing every day. And they don't have to wait to serve Jesus. They can also be participants in the problem areas that we have right now in today's world. We have to start doing. We have to start sharing, you guys. We can um, change the world if we do this. We have to make Jesus real to people. It can't just be a Bible verse or a bookmark that you give somebody or Facebook post or a bumper sticker on the back of your car. We have to make it real. And one of the best ways to make it real is to share what God's done through you and for you. I listened to a man the other day and he gave his testimony and you guys in 30 seconds, 30 seconds, he broke down every single wall that anybody could have had. You know why? Because in 30 seconds, he shared all the things that God had brought him through. I mean, probably not all the things, but all the messiest parts. He said something like, hey, my name is Jeff, and I was a cocaine addict, an alcoholic, an adulterer. I slept with prostitutes and whores. I've been wealthy, and I've been broke. And Jesus still loves me, and he loves you too. Now, I've obviously paraphrased that because it was his words, not mine. But in like 30 seconds... Pretty much anybody, if you would have heard that, you would go, wow, if that, if that guy can be used for Jesus, surely I can be, right? And I think about that in my own testimony. What would my 30 seconds say? How would I reach somebody that was looking at me from the outside in and going, man, that girl has never been through anything. There's no way she could relate with me. Would people know? Would people know that I've been through some really dark times? Would I be brave enough and have the courage through Jesus to share those things? Or would I miss the moment? And that's something that I'm working on. You know, when somebody meets me for the first time and I have a heart to share Jesus, what can I say to break down those walls so that I can be the person that shows 
how Jesus has redeemed me and his grace that abounds to other people and covers every single person. We have to have the mission on our minds every single day that it is our duty to proclaim, shout, make a loud noise of what God's done in our life. Because if we won't, who will? Are we going to leave it to the pastors? Don't you think they grow weary from being the only one? Here they are standing up in front of the body of Christ every single day, the church of people. And are they, are they the only ones? Think about this if we are on a team. I mean, the quarterback can't do the whole job, right? He's not going to win the football game all by himself. Is that what our pastors are? Are we leaving that up to just them? Or are we doing our part? Are we the O-line and the linebackers and the running backs and the water boys? The water boys are pretty important, don't you think? Are we the kickers? Think about all the different areas of the football team and how they get to win the game and run the race towards a mission that they have. But are we doing our same part? Are we saying, okay, God, this is the spiritual gifts that you've given me. This is the role that I'm going to play on the team, Jesus. And I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up and I'm going to do my best. I'm going to show up like we're playing for the Super Bowl because we are. It's our mission to go out and just make other disciples. To share the gospel of what Jesus has done for us. And to bring more people to Christ so that we can have this glorious reunion one day in heaven. But that only happens, you guys, if we each play our part on this team. I pray that today that you start writing down some things. What is your mission? What has God brought you to? What has he brought you through? Make it personal. Think about your story. How can you start speaking it? 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Has he called you out of anything? Are you talking about it? He's asking us to start declaring the praises. Tell somebody about your Jesus. Be strong. Be create courageous. Somebody out there is waiting for you to speak. You never know who it is. It might be one person. It might be a thousand. But wouldn't one just be enough? I'm going to pray us out. Thank you, Father God, for sending me, for sending us, for allowing us to be on your team, Jesus, that we get to be disciples for you. Lord, that you've given every single one of us a mission to bring more into you to show your love, to show your grace, to show the redemption. Lord, that even when we're struggling in the wilderness, that we can be a people that can speak and that can teach and that can resonate with hearts all over. Lord, I ask that each listener here starts deep diving into what you have for them, that they would start standing in the gap, that they would start pouring out your truth out of them. Lord, even that if they are unfinished like we all are, Lord, that they would become brave and courageous. Lord, that they would not be passive, Lord, but they become participants. That they would tell somebody about you today. We love you, Jesus. Amen. 
Hey friend, I pray that this podcast resonated with you today. If it did, would you please do me a favor? Take three minutes and give me a review. Five star is obviously the best. And in the comments, write how God spoke to you today. Also, if you are not already, please, please, please follow me on Instagram and on Facebook at Casey Graham Russell all together. I would love to connect with you over there. And if you haven't checked out my website, CaseyGrahamRussell.com, we are constantly updating things. I'm sending out emails and just trying my best to give you guys more tools to live out your God-sized dreams. Until next time, God bless. And hey, guess what? I love you, but Jesus loves you so much more.